Welcome. We at episode seven. Seven ain't fire yet. Hey, amen. <laughs> oh, what's going on, Mel? Nothing much. Seven is going. My week is going good. Seven is actually my favorite number. So this is going to be an exciting episode. Oh, you play dice. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Four, five, six. No, so what's up? The fact, I don't even know that. So you... <laughs> You take the hood rat of the episode award. We're going to give that away each time. What's going on? What you got new going on? Oh, man. Well, I just found out yesterday I got into Harvard Business School. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still like taking that no. in, which is a little crazy. Um, I also applied to Stanford. So. Okay. Yeah, but you know, I'm still like taking uh, it and I'm excited. I'm taking it and I'm excited. Shut the fuck up. Harvard, oh. bitch. <laughs> Harvard, <laughs> like, if you don't humble brag, what? No. Harvard, oh Lord. Well, I'm you know, not like saying to brag. that every, all the time. I don't like to brag. You better. Say, so who else gonna brag for you? Harvard. Yeah. This is a. Clap it up, clap it up. Everybody at home, she's going to Harvard. Oh, my God. You got to give me a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, yeah. oh, did you go? No, 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 no. My friend said, like. Yeah, my mom actually my called this morning. Because uh, I called her yesterday. I was like, uh, I got into Harvard Business School. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I got into Harvard. But I was like, I applied. And then she called me this morning. She was like. I don't know if I was dreaming and I was talking to your aunt and she was like, I felt like you called me yesterday and said you got into Harvard. And I was like, no, that's, that's true. So cool, I really yo. didn't get in. So, and then my grandma the like, is proud me. of you. Thank you. Thanks. We all proud, bitch. Like just Harvard ended up. Yeah. I got into the school of hard knocks. That's about it. Like God bless. I mean, I've definitely Amen. been at the School of Hard Knocks, so I'm excited for this opportunity so that I can just, you know, put both together. And, Would y'all eat, like, yeah. crumpets right before y'all start class? Anyway, all right. We're not, we're not <laughs> I don't know how well, it goes. I'm dead. <laughs> this episode. All right, what are we talking about today? Today's episode is if you don't want a boss, Stay at your job. We're going to get into that topic a little bit later because y'all be lying to yourselves about what it takes to be a boss, right? Dame Dash got y'all a little, little, little confused. Some of the stuff he was saying went over your head and y'all quitting good jobs for no reason or just being very un unprepared at your own business. Yeah. So we're going to start with our stories for the day. Now, have you seen it? It's been making around. Our sis Rihanna came back with a vengeance with the good big homie ASAP. Shout and out to Harlem. And she shut down. Uh, shout out to Harlem. Amen. <laughs> Uptown. Um, she killed it at the Super Bowl. Pregnant and all. Killed it. Killed it. I know everybody was at home holding a breath because I was like, oh, it's my sis. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no shade. Listen, right. my stomach has been doing a stomach situation, so I ain't want to say nothing. I was like, damn, am I being judgmental? 
as a, as a as a formerly pregnant person myself, I'm like, I don't want to put nothing on her, but that stomach looking a little stomachy. But you yes. know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead, sis. Like, do what you're doing. You're very rich walking around. But I am just trying to figure out why it's gotten a media sensation that she didn't get paid for the Super Bowl. Like, that's like that's news to everyone. That she didn't get an exact check from the NFL to perform at the Super Bowl. So if you've seen it, it's been, been covered on every news media outlet. Brianna's not paid for the Super Bowl, and people think twice before you turn down exposure. Like yeah, you, so I think that's it, interesting, right? But what they did not, what people are not touching upon is that she did do a deal with Apple. Okay, right? So no one, no one's talking about that. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah. And I'm all for, I get it. Like, sometimes you got to be at the ground and, you know, willing to put in the work. But you also, it's strategy, right? So no, the NFL did not pay her, but she actually did do something exclusive with Apple. She's a businesswoman. The product placement of Fenty, she definitely did a little pat-pat in, in performing. And the commercial, like, when they was showing yeah. all the shades of the footballs, I just got yes. my Fenty skin match, so like I don't got to make a ball right now. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just found it. Like, that was, come on. If yeah. you were thinking about sh- ch- trying Fenty, you tried it after the NFL. And Absolutely. I'm not going to say nothing, but Fenty, when it first came out, just as tr- in terms of marketing and how you kind of like switch and change your marketing up. So Fenty, when it first started, it was all about the fact that they covered all the darker hues and it's like, you know, so much variation in dark shades because before it was just like, chocolate and then midnight like that those are the two shades that most makeup companies kind of carry and i'm just saying for these commercials she kind of showed her range on the lighter side because we know who's watching we know who the biggest consumers are and i'm like i know that they was out here supporting my sis and i am just so proud of her and i just don't the one thing i just i think i don't want to happen because it happens a lot with us we are strategic about what partnerships and alignments we make because we can't do everything. And I think that sometimes people come to you like, oh, this is for exposure. And it's like, boo, you don't have the exposure to give me the exposure. The difference of what and how you can kind of market it, because that's a business too. Like if you're marketing an event, if you're marketing an opportunity, you have to go to businesses and seek to have a true partnership. Hey, this is some content that we both could do because I'm going to already have a videographer there. Like, you'll be able to use this content for however long, rather than being like, if you just show up to my event, you're going to get exposure. Baby, you're not the Super Bowl. (laughs) You can't get (laughs) exposure. I think, you know, I look at everything in terms of, and this is, it's not a cheat code, right? But this is like, my guiding principles in terms of like strategic partnerships or anything that I'm going to attach my brand or my name to is the first thing is like, what does success look like? Right. What, what's the goal out of this? Like, what's the objective? And then what are the three goals? Hmm. Plain and simple, because I think a lot of times too, we try to overcomplicate things or, you know, what do they have that they can offer and what do I have to offer and then yeah. how do we 
come up with a great strategy so that we both win. Uh, you know, I remember my mentor, yeah. he used to say a great negotiation. Nobody walks away from that table with everything that they wanted. And yeah. I always kept that in mind. I'm like, hmm, because there are people that are going to come to you to leverage for you to check whatever box they need or you have mm-hmm. something, right? Nobody's just coming to you and like, yeah, I want to do this thing. So it's like, okay, particularly as women, we have to be comfortable mm-hmm. with saying like, okay, well, this is what I actually want. And sometimes people can yeah, say, oh, absolutely. it's abrasive, it's bullish, it's this, it's that. But people do it every day, right? Like I literally had an aha moment last week where people, some people I had meetings and I was just like, wait a minute. I have the expertise and deep knowledge here. You know, yeah. like I walked off of that call, like, no, 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 this is not how it's going to work. And that actually like fueled me even more to say like, oh, I'm not playing around anymore. Right. Like it's over yeah. game over. Yeah. And I think, I don't think I, was, I think it's really, really important to think about how it is particularly how it pertains to partnerships. Right. Like sometimes we want to partner with the big name. Right. When it's like, you're going to wind up being a footnote in there if you don't hustle for it. There are Mm -hmm. times that I've partnered with big names and just thought by being a part of the big name that I was going to like, I was going to pop and not realizing that once I got to the partnership, there was still more work to do. And I had stronger ties when I worked with the smaller name because I got more FaceTime with people. And I still have a lot of those same customers from those smaller events with the smaller name business versus when I did the big name and the one and the people who were paying attention to me for the five minutes that I was attached to the big name. So you really got to you got to set a goal for yourself before you go into the event or the partnership or whatever it is and make sure that your core customer is there. Yeah. Because if you if I'm doing a partnership with EA Sports, it got to make sense. It got to be something aligned with what my customer base is or whatever the whatever the company is, it just has to align for us and people sometimes are just so attached to like being part of a big name. I've done so many like dumb partnerships that didn't actually work for me it's like my my customer ain't even here. <laughs> like this is silly. Mm-hmm. When it's like, all right, the small guy that was doing an event with fifty people, all fifty of those people will buy for me, versus being in front of these two hundred thousand people who don't give a damn about what I got to offer. Yeah. So, but still, shout out to Rihanna. Yeah, I think <laughs> just lastly, like I just had like an aha moment for me. It, it's the alignment, right, and like the vision. Yeah that you have for your life. And like, even me getting into Harvard, right? Like I remember when I got into CB, well, Columbia Business School, right? And I was like, I'm not good enough. But I always wanted to go to a teacher's college because I wanted to be a teacher. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to Columbia Teacher's College. I had a vision for my life. Even in the South Bronx, I knew that there was more, right? And I I just want you to know this flex that you're doing. Like, well, we're going to Columbia. Then Harvard. Okay. Like, I just, I'm not. I just, I just, you're saying that you don't want to brag, but I'm just saying, you, like, you definitely shitted on all of us. Like, rare. No, I'm not. I'm feeling so the shit humble. flowing on us. <laughs> I'm so humble. But I said that to say, like, my journey, like, what was already written for me was the vision that I, one was through faith, right? With God, hands down. Amen. But amen I amen. had a vision for my life. And even when it was hard, right? Like we've had some really hard time. Any entrepreneurs like, this is crazy. 
But what I'm able to do now and, and sharing this story, right? Like even being on the podcast and like all this stuff, this is me being vulnerable because I am a very private person. But in me doing this, it allows other people to know that it's possible, right? When I saw Rihanna, I was like, wow, this is amazing, right? She's an amazing businesswoman. She, you know, I hope that when people see us, you're an amazing mom, you're an amazing business owner. I'm an amazing sister. I'm an amazing friend, right? I'm an amazing woman, right? We're all amazing. So that was just my little, sorry, I'm not going to go on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're an amazing Harvard. I just had to uh, share that. And Columbia Business School, bitch, shoot. Go ahead. I need you to stop. Okay. I'm never gonna stop. I'm the, what are you talking about? She very casually said Harvard and just moved on like she was talking about she was going to the corner store. And I was, that's nuts to me. But not the, the next story store. is yo, I thought that this story was like super, super important because in the news right now, we're seeing it. Everyone in the tech field, they're feeling it. These tech CEOs, these financial CEOs. CEOs taking a pay cut. Now, there's a, uh, the article just came out. We put the link in the in the description. Or I'm saying we. Shout out to Asad. Um, but I thought it was really interesting because people do not take into account. So if you're if you're at the helm of a company and all your employees are being laid off, fired, you know, how can you still rake in your multi million dollar salary? Now they have a few different a few different CEOs listed in here that have all taken what they're saying extreme pay cuts, but they're going from like 35 million to 25 million. I think the person who took the biggest pay cut and the the company that I would be the proudest working for is at Zoom. The Zoom CEO took a pay cut of I want to say 98%. Yeah, 98%. 98% pay cut uh, just because he didn't want to take in his normal pay with, I think they were laying off like 15% of their workforce. And other CEOs are also taking pay cuts. I think some of them are a little bit more, um, what's that like, for show? Because it's like, oh, you cut it 2% and it went from 35 million to 32 million. And you can see the list of all the, uh, you know, the, the the men who are all taking these pay cuts. But I think this relates to like us being entrepreneurs. Like there's so many months that have gone by where I'm like, all right, we got to make it. We got this new packaging order to put in. We got this new inventory to put in and something got to go. And normally it's my pay is the first thing <laughs> on the chopping block. Uh, which we're trying to get out of, right? Like we're trying to get to a more set and sustainable business. But um, I think it's really, really interesting because people don't often see that side of it as the CEO and like how you have to like lead and take, you know, take charge of a company that's also going through a hard time. Because mm -hmm. in tech, I mean, everybody's getting damn laid off. Like, Or take a pay cut when you're trying to build, right? Like I didn't take a salary yeah. for seven years. I literally I had five shirts, five pairs of pants. I used to go to the Gap, right? I would only wear my Barkshark uniform, two pairs of sneakers. I even had a map that there was a point when I was like, I'm gonna have to live in my store, right? And I was like, well, we got an extra room. I'm gonna get a cot. New York Sports Club was, you know, a block away. I had my gym membership. I was like, I could take a shower at New York Sports Club. 
And then I could come to work, sleep in the basement, right? On the cot, like mm-hmm. nobody would know, but that's how tied I was to the vision and the mission of the company. You know, that I think that that's something that a lot of people don't talk about, particularly as black founders, like what is our sacrifice? You know, mm-hmm. what are the things that we have to forego to build these companies. Like I am not that far removed from that. I actually even had to move back in with my mom, right? Like that is different. When you're used to operating on your own in your own space, you can walk around how you want to now it's like your mother's in your business. You come in and she's like, oh, where are you coming from? And I'm like, I'm fully over 30, right? (laughs) Like answer, you know, but you live in someone else's home. You gotta abide by their rules. Um, So I think that, you know, it does say a lot about, you know, CEOs, someone like Tim Cook, like $49 million, $50 million pay cut is like, wow. But he Wild. also understands the company. He, he like he knows that they'll make that back tenfold, right? So let's retain yeah. good talent because I think that's something that people don't talk about a lot either is how much it actually costs to hire an employee and what does it take to retain good people? So yeah. that's important as well. And it's it's admirable. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the same time, you have companies that are spending, what, $7 million on a Super Bowl ad and flying, the CEO flies and we're in private jets. Um, I know myself, I, I get itchy after walking past the ninth row. I just, I'm like, oh my God, right? <laughs> I get, oh my God, what's going on back there? Like my whole family didn't make fun of me, like, like when snakes on the plane came out with the, the girl is like, I have to go to coach. Is it safe now? <laughs> Once you fly in that front part of that plane going back, it's like, it's I, yo, the step down, man. I was I'm like, they was, I remember one time my flight, like I got moved around and then I got moved back to economy and, like my, it was like, I felt like it was the same flight crew and she was just so cold. Like when I first got on, she was helping me with my bag and taking my jacket. And then after that, she, please sit down, put your stuff <laughs> under. Oh, oh, my heart is broken. But when the times is down, the times is down. And it's like, all right, we might be on the plane, but next week is Greyhound. Like yeah. we have to, you have to make it, you have to always make it make sense. And, um, I think especially when it's like fast money and as fast as those tech companies kind of like raise money, which is just absolutely annoying when being a black founder and like not having the access to even do, you know, like do stuff like that. Right. Like to not to say I want access to burning money. I'd rather use my money to grow my business, but to see businesses be, like literally wasteful because it's like oh we got to spend the money this year just to prove Mm -hmm. that we need to raise even more and like you'll see them burning through cash and it's disgusting but then it's even more disgusting when you have a company like that and you're firing people and y'all still living like that like that's just that's just absolutely foul. Like you uprooting people's lives. People come over here on visas and now they, mm-hmm. you know, with the, you know, they running from ice. What's like cra- it's, it's dog. What's even crazier is like, you see some of these larger organizations throwing like these big kickoff, you know, start of the year parties or like flying everyone out. And then it's like in 30, 60 days, it's like, oh, the, we, we're announcing oh, a reorg. Because I've been yeah. a part of that. And 
you know, we're restructuring the company. These are the layout. And I'm just like, wow. It's also fascinating. Like, if you're listening, I don't want you to. Because I think as a Black founder, sometimes you can get so discouraged that you're like, wow, my this company that's in my same industry raised all this money or did all of this. And yeah. I'm doing this with pennies and peanuts. I think stay true to your vision. And when it's your time, and I'm going to say this with so much, like I can't put so much emphasis on this. When it's your time, light that path on fire, right? Like yeah, blaze that trail because yeah, don't stop. <laughs> Why would you do that? Don't sorry, sorry. like. <laughs> don't let anybody dim your light because I've heard like people invest millions of dollars, right? And like this never came to market. They never got it to stood up. And people that yeah. have done the same exact thing with like 60,000, 40,000 and like just leverage their friends and networks. And I've been there, right? So I'm just like, okay, got it. Yeah. Got it. And when you and when, when you when you don't have no money, listen. But also when you don't have no money, like understand that you are operating at the what Damon John calls it, the power broke, right? You're operating mm-hmm. in a way that's so nimble. You are building a much more sustainable business than the people who are just leveraging burning cash. Like mm-hmm. the find the holes. Like what what does Kevin mm-hmm. O'Leary say? Like, oh, you a cockroach. The cockroaches outlive the dinosaurs, B. And you, and when you're smaller, you get to find the cracks. There's always mm-hmm. a crack in the foundation. None of these foundations are poured without a hole. And if you're a little mouse, just keep gnawing. You're going to get through. Mm-hmm. You see how they're doing in New York? Them rats is outnumbering us 11 to 1. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just keep at what you're doing. Don't give mm-hmm. up. And you'll get into that house and go ahead and get in there and steal all the cheese. Yeah. And one day we're going to talk about the shift that you have to make. And I've definitely experienced this in like, I got to stop operating out of scarcity because it's actually yeah. blocking the vision of the company. And like, you have to think about like, is it worth my time and money or, you know, like, cause it's a shift mm-hmm. that you have to go through too. And you're kind of, you got to be like, I can't operate like this because this is blocking, especially as a CEO, this is blocking where we're trying to go like we have more resources now right so like you have to start thinking that way um because people don't talk about that enough either and that has come up for me and like speaking with my therapist and you know all of those things and a lot of the things that we take for granted right and i I will always go back to this the sentence that she said to me that just made a complete shift she said being able to take a risk is a luxury and i never forgot that Right from here on out, I'm like, it is truly a luxury, right? People would die to have the opportunities and all the problems that I have because they're good problems, yeah. you know, and the wherewithal and the bandwidth to like try to figure it out. So yeah, if you're listening, you know, don't be discouraged. I think I'm naturally an optimist. Um, Even when bad things are happening, I'm like, you don't have bad days. You have bad moments, right? It's a, it's a moment. I'm not going to let it take over everything because what I've learned in, in this entire journey is your mind is so important. Amen. So okay. segue and shift it into, into divinity <laughs> oh, 
what? She right. stopped. That brings us oh right to God. the opportunity alert. We're gonna put the link in the um. We're gonna bring that into the uh. You know, into the bot wherever the words are at in this thing. I gotta figure out the terminology. We knew the podcasting. Shut up. Uh, the opportunity alert. So there's this. Uh, there's an article that we're attaching. It's I don't like the way it's written personally because it's a little bit too. It's written by somebody who clearly may not be an entrepreneur because it's a little haphazard and why entrepreneurs are not tapping into the government assistance that's out there. But apparently there's a whole bunch of money and tax incentives and all these things. And by state, there are different opportunities for um, shifts in like kind of tax free capital or like very, very, very low interest rate capital. So in his article, he writes, like he has links to everything It's Gene Marks from the guardian. Um, we have the link in there. If you're an entrepreneur, you're looking for some cash, go click the link. Maybe it's there. I do not like the way it's written only because it is a little bit accusatory of entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are not, not looking for money because they're lazy or they want to hand out. There's just mad work and it ain't enough people to do it. But if you have a little bandwidth and maybe you could hire, you know, get one of your cousins, somebody to look through these programs and see what works for you and what you actually qualify for. He has a link to a lot of those different programs. Um, Yeah. And we're going to take a little break right now and come back for the the big boss talk. Yes. And uh, I'm going to Harvard, guys. I'm going to Harvard. I can't believe it. (laughs) Finally. Finally. There we go. This is crazy. But we'll see you after the break. (laughs) After the break. All right. Welcome back to Not the Highlight Reel. I'm Jessica. And I'm Melissa. Hey. So, you know, we got this little podcast where we are. Basically trying to shift the conversation around what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And I thought it was really, 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 really important for us to get to. This was like our last topic when we was brainstorming topics to come up with. And I was like, now nah, this needs to go to the top of the list. If you don't want a boss, stay at your job. Right now, we're about to talk about, now Mel, how do you feel about people going towards business ownership all in an effort to not have somebody to answer to. Because that's the whole thing about being a boss, right? I don't mm-hmm. have to answer to nobody. I don't want no boss. I don't want no... A boss don't have a boss. What would James said? I love James personally. Like, I really do. I, I think I might love his antics uh, more than anything. <laughs> just because it's like old Harlem energy. But, like, a boss don't have a boss. And I'm finding, as a boss that I have mad bosses, that the boss of every it's a lie. customer that comes in. It's, it's a lie. If, if you're listening, like, let me just spare you. you. It's a lie, right? Like, you always have someone to answer to. And I would say now, party. things have, like, really advanced. You actually have, you always say two audiences. You have your, your clients, but you also have your employees because the workforce Jesus. has changed. Mm-hmm. So before yeah. it was all about customer centricity, clients, 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 right? But also you got to create an environment and a culture in which employees want to show up to execute mm-hmm. the vision. So you always have someone to answer to. That is a lie. 
big that lie. is a complete it's all lie. a lie guys she was lying that's the that's the Carly Rare meme. I'm sorry, my life is in a <laughs> series of memes and clips from loving hip hop and real housewives. Jessica keeps me young, right? Because then I'm like, so what was that you were talking about? Um, it was all a lie, guys. No, they really do be out here lying. Like, no, as soon as you, if you're a boss, a, a boss, of, and that sounds like great, right? Like, do I have anyone to answer to? technically no right like can anyone tell me what to do no but if i want my business to be open tomorrow i'm gonna listen to a few people because if not if you out here just balls out to the wind <laughs> like nah to hell with all these people gotta say no grand opening grand closing that big yeah. boss talk is it's a little silly sometimes because there's so many people I I realize I have to negotiate with every person that has a dollar that I want. If it's an investor, if it's if it's an employee, it, they have like employees have money. Their money is in the form of their energy and time, and I have to ask them for that time. Slavery, I think they canceled slavery in what it was like the eighteen hundreds or something like that. So every <laughs> no, I'm just saying because people get a little confused, right? Like, and you go into these places, and I remember working at places, right? With I think the thing that people are walking away from is being disrespected, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've been in places that it's like, oh, you forgot I'm free. Like, I could leave here now. <laughs> like, I could leave here right now, and this project that you stressed out about, it could be on your table by yourself. So when you're talking to me, you like people really be wilding in these job situations, like throwing things, yelling at people, cursing at people. It's crazy. I remember we just had Aisha on the show last week. This this woman, now Aisha didn't do this correctly. I'm I'm still mad at her. I bring it up all the time because I'm mad at her. This woman threw a stapler at Aisha. I told Aisha, I should have fell on the floor and started crying. She got mad. I'm like, girl, you done did it all wrong. (laughs) <laughs> she, she Naomi Campbelled her. Yeah, <laughs> put your stapler out. <laughs> and I think a lot of times, as Black women, especially, what I find is that we want to prove that we're such good workers that we kind of like batter, like batter up the hatches for like. And I hope that's the right terminology because I'm definitely just taking that from you know, like socialization, because I have no idea what the term means itself. But like just fortifying yourself to like just take the abuse, right? Like mm-hmm. that hurricane is coming, your boss is coming in, it gonna be like in a lot of times when that happens, you start getting so frustrated, but you really gotta find out whether or not that's a, a situation at the space that you're at or whether or not you wanna be a business owner. Because I'm getting away from just calling business, like making business ownership synonymous with entrepreneurship, because I want people to realize, like, when you're at that, when you're in that place and you're at that job and that person is talking to you crazy, that's the same way that the people who, like, pay invoices talk. I've had Mm -hmm. to remind people, like, you are confused. I will cancel this sale. Do not call my phone cursing at me about some damn chocolate. You place your order late. The cutoff was clearly stated. Told you how many days it was coming to you. You think you're about to call me and curse me out 
you are confused. You that are is genuinely so crazy. Confused. It's that, nuts. Like, it's nuts. It's nuts. I'm listening it's to you and I'm and like. You have to have boundaries. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you have, have I ever experienced that? I'm like, no. But I will say, when we are in these workspaces, I think it's not that we don't know our worth. Um, I think that we have so many underlying factors, particularly like we may be first generation, you know, with the corporate experience or for mm. some of us, right? Mm. For some of us, we may be the first Ivy or the first graduate or PhD, you know, all Harvard. of those things. And then you yeah, think about, Harvard. stop. And then you think about, um, you know, you may be taking care of your mom. You may be like, yeah. there have been times like, People make more money than what our parents were doing, right? Or like our grand, like there's so many things or you're taking care of, of your family and it's like, you're like, I don't want to lose this role. Like this losing this yeah. $150,000 salary impacts more than just me. Yeah. Right. It's Literally. a ripple effect because now I can't take care of my brother, my sister, my aunt. I can't go like, there's so many different yeah. factors, but at the same time, like disrespect is disrespect. And that is not tolerated. Like I don't talk, mm. I always... You know, I was raised to treat people how you want to be treated. If you talk to me crazy, I'm like, oh, you know, I was just hang up. You know, I haven't experienced yeah. that. I also think I'm a very direct person. And I know that sometimes people are not used to that. Or when I'm like operating my boundaries and like, oh, she's so tough or it's like this. And I'm like, no, you know, I know that I, I also know what it's like to be on the other side of like exhausting and giving your all. And then someone saying like, I didn't ask you to do that. And you're like, oh, you know, so, you know, I want to also say shout out, to, shout out to women, shout out to black women, because we are willing to do the work. And I want us to be comfortable enough in the space to truly understand our value uh, and advocate for the things that we need. Yeah. And and for, for me, I, I think the point is that's not, you're not going to just solve that behavior by quitting your job. Now right. you may need to, right? Like sometimes you got to, you got to dump the nigga, right? Like you just got to dump him. He's never going to get it together. He's never going to be better. He's, he's a piece of shit. And you knew that from before, but whatever you tried, it's okay. sis. Sometimes you do dead, just have to walk away. But there are other times where, you in that in between time, you may not be ready to walk away. You may not be ready to go ahead and just pack it up and do your Vivian Green and, and get the baby stuff and get up out of there. Like you might not be ready for that in there. Make space for yourself because you're going to need it. Like if you're saying you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be a business owner, you got this idea that you want to do it, learn, get the muscles together. And if you are in mm -hmm. your business currently, and you trying to understand why things are not working, are you listening as much as you speak? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to answer to nobody so much that you drown in yourself in unnecessary stupidity because you're not listening. Yeah. You got mentors you're not listening to. And mm -hmm. if they're literally not talking to you and they're not understanding, I had to recognize that's like, oh, some of my mentors don't get it. You're so out of touch with what it takes for me to do it. Oh, no, just go to the bank and whatever. But you don't think I did that? <laughs> like, you don't, you don't, so I got this far and you don't think I just 
decided not to mosey into the motherfucking bank and go ahead and ask, <laughs> right? What do you mean they're not picking up your stuff? I'm, I mean, I'm in this office. I've, I've paid these people to do something and they're not doing it. What? That's outrageous. I fucking know, but it's annoying and it's what I have to yeah. deal with. And it comes yeah. with, it comes with my area. It come it comes with these things. And if you don't prepare yourself to actually build a process for dealing when those times come, you, you doing yourself a disservice <clears throat> because it's not just yeah. about like switching it up or switching up the people. Like it takes a lot to hire yeah. an employee and to keep mm-hmm. it hiring them and hiring them. If you're looking for somebody to be perfect, boo, date yourself. Yeah. But you need helpers. You need people to get the job done. The boss, you want to know who the boss is? The boss is who the bills name. Like, th- that's the person whose name is on the bills. Nothing more. <laughs> like, literally yeah. nothing more. You took the biggest risk, so you want to get the biggest payout in the end. But you also taking the most L's along the way. Yeah. So if you not and you gotta get comfortable. Yourself, as you're speaking, I'm like, Definitely building that muscle. I think as an entrepreneur, you have to be even more organized. Um, you also got to get comfortable with paying people more than you will ever pay yourself, right? Because in the end, Ooh, you get the biggest payout. Yeah, you're like, wait, I run payroll. I'm like, I need to be, I need to be doing this job. That's right. But I'm committed to the vision. And I think like if you if you are listening and you want you sign up for this because you're like I'm trying to make all the money I'm trying to make this million dollars da 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 it's like uh that's not gonna what's gonna drive you because that's gonna take some time you're not in this for the money it's really about the vision completing you know what you signed up for those other things. things will come but it's not gonna be tomorrow I got two things one. Yes. Da-da-da-da is literally Bronx speak. I think that that word, like, da-da-da-da-da, <laughs> we need to, like, we need to define <laughs> that because every person from the Bronx uses that term. <laughs> and I, love, I love that shit. Just, that shit just, I'm Bronxy. I'm very Bronxy. You know, that's my roots. I got a question from Asad. I got a question from Asad. Asad wants to know. Hey, shout out to our producer, Asad. Go ahead, holding yes. us down. Uh, are you a student at Harvard or a professor at Harvard? Because you guys, yo, you dropping a gem. Nah, listen, we we here in your in your wake as a, a Harvard business school. Oh, like you I'm like, dead at the da 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 because I didn't even realize. Like, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that's yo, so that New York. It, it just came out. First of all, I'm I'm only saying it. And this is going to be a hilarious uh, loop. I was listening to a song by Ice Spice. And she definitely said da 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 in the Ice Spice song. I love her. I love her. Her little orange pro. I love little fish. Shout out to Ice Spice. Shout out to Ice Spice. That was very Bronxy of me. That was very Bronxy. But you know what? And I love it because it's like you're going to Harvard, but you still will da 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 on these bitches. And I... (laughs) I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that all day now because I, I, I didn't even realize. Want the day to keep yourself grounded <laughs> in your Bronx, right? Like when you're eating your crumpets before class, 
or whatever the fuck y'all eat before class at Harvard. I am I want dead. you to like, right when the teacher is like, oh, explain something. You're like, okay, when the economics of the business drop, like that. Like you got to put it in there. I Every, can't. Shout know, out to the Bronx. Bronx. Shout out to the Shout South to Bronx. Bronx. Because when I tell people that, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from the Bronx. And then when I say, yeah, I'm from the South Bronx, I've watched people's faces like, oh. And I'm like, yeah. But that is community. The South Bronx has taught me community, the value of love, the value of going to bat for your people, right? Like that was the first family. If you from the Bronx, it's one team, one dream. We in this together. Um, oh, so yeah. shout out to the Bronx. Y'all go up on a hill and die on it together. And y'all to got get, it. Like the meme is y'all like, I it. wish I love, what is it? I wish I love the, I wish I, I love, love the Bronx as much way. as people. I love myself. <laughs> The way people love the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, y'all, y'all. So. Um, yeah, we proud of y'all. Uh, I'm going to just stay in Harlem the way that God intended it for me. Um, and, you know, good luck to y'all, though. I'm dead. I used to I be between both. You know, I'm from to- the Bronx, but my friends is from Harlem. People were like, you sure you're from the Bronx? I'm like, I'm from the Bronx. So shout out to I'm 138th Street. It's, it's the it's probably the the Bronx that keeps from doing the Bronx. it for everyone. I'm from the Bronx. Um, but now you're going to Harvard and look at you. you know. I am. And I want the little girls and boys and the men and women from the Bronx to know what's possible. And don't let anyone dim your light. And always throwing a little da-da-da-da-da. Because I really didn't recognize <laughs> I did. I, I, I heard it. I heard it for real. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we are going to get into our our closing tip of the day. I think it really hit with um, with this episode because it's one of the biggest questions I get all the time. You want to develop a timeline to pay yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time, anytime I go to a networking event, it's like, oh, how did you pay yourself? I, I think I waited a little bit too long and I'm still kind of waiting too long. We literally in the next few weeks are solving this problem. But you want to develop at least a timeline to put yourself on payroll. Incorporate a moderate salary. Salary. Incorporate a moderate salary into your business and pay yourself every week or month along with your employees. I mean, you can't play employees once a month, but making sure that there's some type of regularity to when your salary comes out of the business. Make sure that salary covers all of your personal bills. You take it and even and push and push your business to make the numbers to make sure that they can pay you. Um when you start to analyze your business and recognize that you're falling short of paying yourself, you need to, that should draw your attention to the fact that you either need to change something about your sales strategy or that you need to increase the volume at which you're doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure that you're looking at that restructuring. But the one thing you can't do is just not pay yourself without a timeline attached to it. I think we wait way too long to pay ourselves. And we need to stop doing that because as black women, there are a lot of people that we wind up supporting and we wind up getting further and further down on the list and it's harder to climb up out of it. So just develop a timeline, pick a salary, and then you have to push your business to support you. And that may sound like 
is something crazy. But at least if that part of your record is going negative, you don't have to keep it on your books, right? Because we know we want to paint some different stories. Put it in a, 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 a spreadsheet of how much the business owes you at the time of payout when you get to where you need to be. Because you have to have a record of how much energy and time and money you're putting into the business. So if you grew up in New York and you saw the Salino and Barnes commercials, it's my money and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> now you are not. <laughs> uh, that was a little joke. That Yo, was funny. That was great. That was great. Low dead serious. Like dead serious. You need. <laughs> you really need to go for it. Go for it. But You're if you want to learn out. more. <laughs> If you want to learn more, tune into the show notes and our links and follow us on all socials. Search for Not the Highlight Reel. Not the Highlight Reel is a production of Rafelion Media. We'll be back next week with another anti-reel for you. Until next time, I'm Melissa. And I'm Jessica. Da -da -da -da. I was going to say, who are you? I am dead. <laughs>